What's going on, man? We want to welcome y'all to another episode of the Gridiron Roundtable. I am your boy, Burke. And it's me, Dub. What's up? What's going on, man? We want to thank y'all for checking out the previous episodes. Um, we got another big boost in our listens. So make sure y'all subscribe to our podcast so you can get our episodes. We really appreciate that. Give us some feedback. You can also check us out on Instagram at the Gridiron Roundtable. Um, just, just show some love and we, we really appreciate it, man. How you living, bro? Man, you know, same shit, different toilet, you know, <laughs> it's another day, man, but it's a beautiful day, even though it's snowing over here. How you living? Hey man, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's been wild with, uh, with, with the snow, you know, I was at work and we drove home in and just borderline swerving, so. Swerve. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was out here, out here dodging <laughs> the snowflakes, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so what we got for him today, man. We got we got our we got our conference championship recap. We're also gonna do like a little playoff recap too, man. Yeah, man. Let's uh let's get into it. I'm uh I'm excited, you know, you know, it was a great weekend of football. And mm-hmm. the Super Bowl is going to be, I think it's going to be a fun one. We're going to see, man. I'm kind of salty about this Super Bowl, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not very enthused, bro. Not very enthused. So let's 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 recap this playoff um, situation from this year. Who was your biggest surprise? As far as in the playoff run? Yeah. You know, my biggest surprise, you know, I I will say, I think I got two of them. First off, uh, the Rams, for sure. Okay, okay. Um, You know, I counted them out from the jump. I'm not even going to lie. You know, I, I didn't think... Uh, like Game said, they wouldn't get far because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any belief in them. You know, I, I think, you know, they're a well-coached team, mm-hmm. um, you know, good on both sides of the ball. <clears throat> but, you know, Jared Goff and his uncertainty, but, you know, him having to step up and play, um, you know, I think the Rams showed a lot this playoffs that they got a solid team and uh, Cam Akers is going to be a dog real soon. Mm-hmm. real soon so you know I, that was one of my biggest surprises and of course uh the browns uh yeah you know just first off the city of cleveland and the, the organization of cleveland um making it into the playoffs uh shutting juju up mm-hmm. and uh you know really stepping up and so yeah those are my biggest ones I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm really, I'm like on cloud nine that they're even, they're, they're making golf like compete for his job, like in the offseason. Remember how we were talking about Wolford and how he was doing really well? Yep. And then they they, they started him against the Seahawks and then they had to play golf when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Or was that the, or was that, or was that the, uh, the, the Packers game when he started it and then got hurt? No, not the Packers game. Um, was it? I think it was no, the it, it was a Seahawks game. It was a Seahawks yeah, because golf, yeah, golf marched them back on that one. He wasn't yeah. pretty about it either, but no, I, I'm glad they're they, he has to work, you know, you know, for him to be to. drafted so high, you know, they um extended him for so much money, he needs to be pushed, and that backup, they're gonna he's not going anywhere, he's gonna be the guy that's gonna push golf for sure this offseason. And then on top of that, if it's not Wolford, I mean, you you got the the rumor mill surrounding Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's going anywhere. Hey, if he does, Green Bay is foolish. I think I think they'll mess around and uh, fire the head coach before they let Aaron Rodgers walk out the door. Yeah, 
But we're going to get into that later. I, we're going, I'm going to touch on that later because I'm not going to lie. That had me hot. But, uh, <laughs> but no, um, you know, you got Watson out here. You got Stafford out here now. And you have, hey, I'll be evaluating golf, too, trying to figure out a way to get money in that contract. So, yeah, you better, you better get on his A game real quick, man. Real he, quick. He's been there for at least a good four years, four or five years. So, mm-hmm. Hey, it's time, man. You better put up or shut up. But um, I'm with you though on the on the on the Rams and the uh, and the Browns. Being a Rams fan, uh, I really didn't expect to get past Seattle. So us getting past Seattle was good for me. I knew we weren't going to no NFC Championship or no Super Bowl. Um, but us handling business early and you know lasting as long as we did, that was good for us. That was good for the young guys. Um, I'm with you on the Browns. That would actually actually ties into uh, my biggest surprise, and that's the Steelers getting blasted like that. I mean, I was that, that was the biggest surprise for me of this of this playoffs. Like anybody else, wouldn't have been. I mean, it wouldn't have been a shocker. You know, the, the Steelers probably were favored. You know, to win that by a big margin in. I mean, it just was an onslaught early, and I was yeah. just watching the, I was watching the game like, "What is going on?" Like, I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Man, I, was, I mean, I gotta at least come back and make it a game, you know." But then before I knew it, it was like twenty-one nothing. I don't even know what the score was at the half, but I mean, like the score at half looked like a, a final. It was, 30, score. it was thirty-five ten at the half of that game. Yeah, that's like a, that's crazy. Like a final score. Like yeah. 35-10, game over. Like that's I didn't see that coming, you know. Didn't see that coming a mile away. So that was that was I, out of this world, man. Yeah, and I and I definitely there's that's that was we're right there together, man. And I'm surprised and disappointed uh with the Steelers because <laughs> look, man, would they start off on the season eleven and oh? Yeah, eleven and zero, and you know they fizzled down the stretch, mm-hmm. and then they come into, you know, they come into the playoffs, and then just you know shit the bed and go back, and you know, yeah, they had some injuries on the defensive side of the ball, and that was mm-hmm. something that was really good for them this year. So mm-hmm. they were battling through that, but look, man, get that ball out of Big Ben's hands. Yes, you know, you look at the numbers statistically great, right? I think he had over 500 yards, but I think homie threw three TDs and threw three picks. So it's like, come on, man. I don't know. And the run game was was putrid. It was just, you know, it was was non-existent again. And teams, you'll get predictable like that. Yeah. They they got to – I mean, they went and got Haskins. Um – I don't know what I don't know if they're trying to do like a Jameis Winston type stunt over there. Um, I'm an old, I'm an Ohio State guy, and I was really giving the Haskins the benefit of the doubt, like his his whole short career, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's time it's time to pack up, you know. what I'm saying it's time to pack up shop. I'm, I'm not in this camp anymore. Like he's gonna have to make a fool out of me at this point for me to believe in anything he has to do. Like. Yeah. And then, you know, as you mentioned that, and it's something I'm thinking about, as you mentioned that, is that what, you know, they got Haskins for cheap one year. I think it was some non-guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they can cut him at any time. And what right. they did was they picked up a first round pick who, you know, if you're a first round pick, you definitely have the talent. Right. He definitely doesn't have the the intellect at this point and the maturity. Mm-hmm. He's a young QB. And so they got this guy non-guaranteed one year, you know, let, you know, let him sit, you know, if he can make it, you know, if he does what he needs to do in the offseason and comes in sharp, it can make the team, you know, let him learn behind Big Ben and, and you know, be coached by hopefully, a, you know, I mean, not hopefully, but we know Mike Thomas is a strong coach. He's going to coach him tough. Rivera coached him tough. That's why the dude's not there now. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he could potentially – grow from this you know but but if he's the Haskins that's been the Haskins the last couple of years uh, he's gonna be a bust uh I mean and I'm off the fly I mean if, if Tomlin can't get to him 
I mean, Rivera is a, is a respectable coach as is, but if, yeah. if Tomlin can't get through to him, then he's really done, man. I mean, Tomlin's yeah. your, he's your, he's your average blue collar, you know, uh, coach. You're going to come in here, you're going to work, you're going to work hard. There can be no excuses. I'm going to hold you accountable. We're going to do what we got to do. And if you don't fit that mold, you saw how he let, uh, you saw how they let AB and uh, Le'Veon walk. They got yeah. out of body. They got out of body. So, and yeah. like you said, he's going to be for cheap. So it ain't like they're going to be obligated, you know. Yeah, it's not a big investment. So, if Tomlin can't get through him, through to him, and that experiment is short lived, then he's gonna be the next Demarcus Russell type quarterback, man. And that's sad to say. Oh man, you know that hurt, but mm, hey, that hurt. If he ain't, if he ain't there, he ain't there, bro. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, um, my 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 biggest disappointment, and I, I'm sorry, the biggest disappointment of this playoff run like this this playoff season or whatever you want to call it the nfc east hosted a playoff game bro <laughs> like yeah that division i now if there's anybody i want to see from that division even like remotely like in the playoffs it's washington um based off the roster right now you know now had Dak been healthy that's a different story you know what I mean? But anybody like at this moment from the NFC East, I would have rather seen Washington. They have the <laughs> defense. But the fact that that division like even hosted a game, people like a team with a winning record had to travel to Washington to Yeah, I, that, that's some BS. You know what I'm saying? Like the powers that be, they need to figure out a way to to make that division more interesting. You know that 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 division is just terrible. It's just terrible, and there's there's really no excuse for it. You know, um, I don't I don't know. I don't no, know. you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, the NFC is notoriously just be sometimes terrible, and this I mean this year was just off the chain. Right. If I like, you know, just echoing your point, I would have loved to see Dak out there if he was playing at the same level that he was playing with at the beginning of the season, which, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that he wouldn't have maintained that. Um, but yeah, they, they shit the bed and, you know, shout out to Washington, man. That, that kid, Taylor Heineke, he, he came out there and he was balling and making good throws, confident throws in the tight windows, making the right reads. Right. He was really showing some things. And, uh, you know, I think the Washington's going to take notice in the offseason with him. So, And that's the beauty of that, – that's, that's the beauty of playing, you know, um, with no pressure on you. You know, you just, just go out there and do what you got to do. Like, nobody – they don't really have high expectations of them. Just go out there and play. And he played very well. Yeah, he did. Definitely did. Yeah. Who disappointed you in the playoffs or in this season? <laughs> um, I think my biggest disappointment, um, I would say the Seahawks. I, I don't know. I just felt like that team was better than the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, you know, Seahawks had just beat them in week 16. Um, you know, Seahawks had momentum. They finished off the game strong with, with a couple wins. You know, I think, you know, they beat them in week 16. And then they had beat the 49ers and a good 49ers team at that. So, you know, they were coming in strong into the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, 49ers too, they, they won. A, I'm not 49ers, but, you know, Rams came in strong as well. But mm-hmm. I, I really felt that the Seahawks, that offense just had fizzled out. And I think I even I was watching, I can't remember the name of the YouTube show, but it has Brandon Marshall and uh, Chad Johnson on there. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I, I saw that interview and, you know, what my man DK talked about with teams figuring them out, taking away that deep ball and – Man, that offense just looked really sad, like really sad. And, 
you know, they they didn't – I felt like they didn't run the ball enough, commit to it enough, um, mm-hmm. and the offense was just stagnant the entire game. And, and, you know, definitely I credit the Rams for what they did. You can tell, again, like we mentioned earlier, they're a well-coached team. You can see on defense how sound they were um, to, to their jobs. So um, – but for me, that was just my biggest disappointment. I, I expected more of them, you know, making a good run. I felt like they had the running backs – I felt like the defense had really came on strong at the end of the year. And, you know, I picked for them to, to beat the Rams. I, I, I didn't think the Rams could outdo the Wilson magic, but they did. What about you? That's what, you know, that's, they disappointed me as well. They, they really did. Um, one thing that I did kind of take notice of though, is that it seems like that offense really, sputtered when Chris Carson came back, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's like they were, they were, you know, as the saying goes, letting Russ cook. But it's like as soon as Chris Carson came back, it was like they went back to just trying to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Like, and I don't understand. I mean, up to that point, DK was like on a major tear. Yeah, he was on fire. Right. And speaking of DK, I saw his uh, – I saw some some top five that he put together by, like, Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. DK is a monster, okay? He's a beast. But I disagree with his top five by far. He had Julio number one. He had himself at number two. <laughs> and then he had um, – I think he had D Hop at three. No, he had D Hop at three. He had Devontae Adams at four. And it doesn't even matter who he has at five. DK, you are not better than Devontae Adams. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> not even close. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't know if that pacifier, you need to pull that pacifier and and grow up a little bit, but you are not better. Not, not yet. better He's, than Devontae. Now, you know, he had a great, Metcalf had a great year, but, you know, oh, yeah. Devontae Adams is just on just right. And now he's just on a different level. Oh, yeah. You know, there's clear levels to this shit. And, you know, it don't, you know, it don't matter what type of coverage they put on Devontae. The man right. is a silky route runner, um, and he has some of the dopest releases, and that's what really separates him from a lot of receivers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, but his releases, if you ever get a chance to look at the film, people listening, just look at all his releases. He he has, like, this jump step release where, uh, as a route runner, you're not supposed to be coming off the ground like that when you're trying to do a release. But mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's what they teach you. But Devontae Adams can do it because this is just Devontae Adams. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he can do what you're not supposed to do and just get the cornerback off balance. Sorry, man. I'm getting too lost in the sauce talking about Devontae because my man's a beast. Hey, man, you got the people here. You got some expertise, man. You know what you're talking about. One thing, one thing that I appreciate, man, is that you do your homework. And me and you both, like, you showed me, like, you know, how to watch film and what to look for and all that stuff, man. So that's what really, you know, pay dividends. So that's Absolutely. what we need. So we need on the show. Yeah, man. But I ain't gonna lie. I ain't win no championships this year. How many did you win? I won two, man. But See, I ain't win no championships this year. So, I mean, I'm, I gotta, I'm learning from you. I'm, I'm watching your moves. You know what I mean? So hey. uh, you clipped me a couple of times. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I didn't want to talk to you. <laughs> I was hey, like, you, you text me. I was like, why is he texting me right now? This is all beef. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's just me beefing. <laughs> hey, I'm weak. Hey, it'd be like that, though. Hey, you you be bored like the whole season, but that one week, be like, hey, man. Oh, I'm hey, like, oh. Hey, I said, oh, don't even talk to me right now. I'm focused. <laughs> hey, hey, holler at me on Tuesday when the roster is reset. Oh, yeah, man. I ain't gonna lie. It might be like Wednesday if I catch an L. <laughs> it might need an extra how, day. It might depend on how bad it is. Yeah, look, as long as it's not, if you beat me, like I, you know, I said before, as long as you beat me straight up, like we, we play the best lineups, 
mm-hmm. and I lose, I can take that. But right. if I benched somebody that put up 30, 40, I'm going to be livid. Hey, I'm not even going to lie. I, it's like, hey, I went eight and five in the league where I came up like in second place. And every five loss, every, every five, L, every fifth Elvin I took, like every game, I was ready to race quit the league, bro. Like <laughs> every L, I was like, yo, I'm done. But now I'm in. Um, I really wanted the Ravens to advance, man. I really did. Like, like that is a team that I really wanted to really advance, but they they failed. I and mean, it was just, you know, I, I like Lamar. I like Lamar Jackson. I like um, what he's able to do in the league. I like the roster. And I thought that it was going to be, like, really, really dope to have, like, the Ravens or the Bills or the, or the Chiefs, like, really, you know, fight for that. AFC uh, championship yeah. game, and you know they they fell to a team that really didn't have a running back like that. It just oh, it was just it was just tough, man. I I really had a lot of faith in them going forward, and I was hoping that you know we can get that rivalry, you know, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and to see if see if Lamar can you know really hang with Mahomes, but didn't get a chance to see that this year. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and then. You know, that was a really bad game for the Ravens. It was, and then Lamar got hurt at the end, mm-hmm. and that really pissed me off. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm holding out hope he's gonna come hop back out the locker room like he did in that one game. Right. But, uh, you know, but, you know, Tyler Huntley came in and he was, he was okay for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the Ravens really didn't show up. And credit to the Bills, that defense really, um, shut Lamar down, shut down his receivers. You know, mm-hmm. he's he needs a little bit more help. You know, Marquise Brown stepped up, but mm-hmm. they need a true wide receiver one. Now, if Marquise do something in this next offseason to get to that next level, great. But they need a bigger body out there. And, like, you know, Miles Boykins is a big body out there. I forget the other kid's name. You know, they drafted Prochet. Prochet. I know he's, he's a little guy. What's the other guy they just Duvernay. Yeah. You know, I was hoping one of those guys would step up because I really like those draft picks, but I know receivers take a while to develop. Right. But, um, you know, I know Dez was out there trying to be like that big body guy, but they need they need something different out there. And, mm. you know, as much as I want the Jets to get A-Rob, you know, that's if, if you know, if the Jets don't get him, the Ravens have to get a wide receiver one. And I think that's going to change. And if they use them right, it's going to change a lot for the Ravens. So who um, who failed you in the playoffs, man, that you wanted to advance? Man, who failed me? It's, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know I, I said their names again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Seahawks. I, I just, and, and again, I'm kind of biased. I'm going to say it. I'm biased mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. because, you know, Russ is a Wilson. Right. And I know this is a terrible reason to want <laughs> the team to advance, but my kids think that's their cousin. And, <laughs> um, you know, and I needed to keep my lie on because they like, can we call our cousin? I'm like, you know, he's playing football right now. Or, you know, he's at practice now that, he, now that they've lost the playoffs. I got to start answering some questions about cousin Russell. So <laughs> hey. and why they can't talk to him. So, you know, I knew this moment would come, but, you know, I've been bypassing the last few weeks, but on a serious note, yeah, this is the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really wish they were better. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I just expected more from them. I wanted, again, you know, and bias aside, you know, I really like Russell Wilson as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see him get to the big show. So I was hoping this was the team to do it. Mm-hmm. But that offense has got to do some growing. They got to figure do. something out. They do. All right, let's get into it, man. Let's actually, let's, let's go over these uh, these conference championships, man. All right. We gonna, who you want to kick it off with? Let's do Buffalo and KC. Buffalo, KC. Yes, All right. sir. KC ran away with this one. Yeah, 
And and you know what the from what I heard and I saw the video, the most exciting part of this game wasn't on the field, but it was in the stands. Trey Songs, fam. I'm sorry, I know it's kind of derailing it, but Trey Songs. <laughs> Hey. My man had an officer in the chokehold, bro. What's really good? I don't, I don't. You gotta, I, you gotta really reevaluate some things when you um letting Trey Songs put you in a headlock. Hey, my man <laughs> gave hands to that Kansas City cop. So Kansas City took an L. Kansas City police took an L. I'm sorry, Trey Songs did you in? But uh, Chiefs, Chiefs brought it home for y'all though. There we go. That boy, wild. So wild. Yeah, that uh I mean just that second quarter, I felt like it was over. All mm-hmm. you know, the Bills started off strong and mm-hmm. then Kansas City just did Kansas City shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ah oh, man, it was you know, you know, Travis, you know, and, and Travis Kelsey, Tyreek. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I want to bring I want to mention when you're talking about the top five I can't remember those guys' top fives, uh, Justin Jefferson's and DK's, but neither one of them had Tyreek Hill. My man doesn't get any respect in this league, and if you just look at his last three games, mm-hmm. he's oh no his playoff games he's been on a tear, bro. And it's been it's been really consistent. Like it's money in the bank. It's money in the bank, and because he's hard to defend, people think he's just a deep a deep ball guy. Yeah, that was him for two seasons. Now my man runs the complete route tree. They, he's still incredibly fast. So they have to respect him. They are mm-hmm. not pressing him. You want to get your hands on him, but he's, he's a little physical too. I mean, he was just making amazing plays, you know, catching a ball, he's, you know, catching the ball and running slants. He mm-hmm. was all over the field, man. Sorry. I'm, Tyreek Hill deserves more respect. Is he all does. I'm trying to say. He does deserve. He does deserve more respect, man, because he's so shifty. Like you, you catch the ball, and it's like literally like just a flick of a shoulder. Like he just hits you with the uh, and and that's it. And that's it. Like it's jets, and it's like if you if you take a bad angle, if you you know approach him at the wrong angle, he just makes a, a slight shift, a slight you know what I'm saying, a slight cut, and then next thing you know, it's like 20, 30 yards later, mm-hmm. and, you know, flipping in your own. He's flipping in the end zone. You know what I mean, like. That is, it is it, like watching him play is, is just, it's just outstanding. Like the guy, he's just so shifty and agile. He's just, he's hard to defend. And then on top of that, you, you put the speed on everything and mm-hmm. he, he's consistent, you know? He's, he's consistent. consistent player. He's a consistent player. And Kelsey, right? Mm-hmm. Best tight end in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to, I mean, he's, I feel like he's locked in for Hall of Fame. He's got a, a Super Bowl to his name already. He's going to be a Hall of Fame tight end. He is. He is. First ballot. Easy, he's easy money. And even, you know, he, he's a run after the catch tight end, too. He's easy money. So right. those two really showed out. And I even um, like Daryl Williams. He ran mm-hmm. the ball decent. They didn't have to use him a lot, but I feel like he was good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man. So who was the who was the key to their victory? Like, what do you think the key to the what was the key to the to the Chiefs' victory? Oh man, uh, I think uh, at first, you know, I think uh, the the defense for uh, KC was just a little on the ropes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But but I feel like they, you know. But, you know, it started off bad for them because Hardman had muffed that punt early in the game. And so, yeah, that set them up really bad. And then they scored a touchdown off that. And, you know, know, they missed the extra point. But, you know, they're down 9-0 real quick. Mm -hmm. But I think just a credit to that team, the guy made a bad play. But then after that, you know, I think he has like that 50-yard run. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, I just think it was Kansas City having – way too many weapons and the bills couldn't stop a nosebleed that's what it came down to really quickly yeah because they you know the defense is on the field so much and i i agree with you like that was the, that was the key for me like just the offensive efficiency of casey i mean to be down nine oh early and then to just consistently just outpace them in every aspect of the game and it's just and 
it was like, you know, my homes just finding a way to make it happen. And then, yeah. you know, you, you get, you get like those intermediate routes from Tyree Hill. And then like, like, like you said earlier, you know what I'm saying? He does a little quick cut. The next thing you know, he's down the sideline. You know, he's just making Mahomes' job that much easier. You got, mm-hmm. and then when you trying to cover Hill, then you got Kelsey flashing over it. You know, flashing mm-hmm. over in the middle. I mean, just just the efficiency alone is just—it's just crazy. I don't know how anybody keeps up. I don't know how they lose games. I don't either. And <laughs> you know that drive that. Hardman got a touchdown on so surgical 14 mm-hmm. play I think it was 13 14 play drive 80 yards like they marched down the field mm-hmm. and as a defense when you get when you're getting walked down mm-hmm. bruh <laughs> that changes your mentality and, and I get it they're professional so that they can probably rise above that adversity but uh, that's really hard when you get and walk down like that and just getting torn apart. And like you said, Tyreek being shifty and you know, Kelsey just hot. And, you mm-hmm. know, they just had – it was just too many weapons, man. Too many weapons. And those long plays, they got to take – those long drives, they have to take a toll on the defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Everybody, you know, we're watching it from the comfort of our own home. Like, man, how come they can't play harder? But they're human. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to get winded when you – like, like you said, being on walk down, like they're just doing imposing their will. And then you're probably going to have a, a short, and then they put you in a situation where you got to score. You probably have like, mm-hmm. like a, a quick three and out, or you might have like, a, you know, two, two first downs. And this thing you know, your defense is right back out there again. You know, it's, I don't understand how Casey loses, to be honest with you. Like, I, I can't. Yeah, you got to make it a very hard day for Patrick and I mean and he looked amazing too you know he looked Mm -hmm. very for a guy struggling with that turf toe he looked very mobile right (laughs) and he looked comfortable so yeah Mahomes was was amazing it was just you know just they they were just way too much and and Josh Allen played his heart out Mm -hmm. um he balled and you know oh and did you know Cole Beasley has been playing with a broken fibula since week 16 yeah i saw i saw that i saw that recently and that's that has to be like like i guess some kind of rule or something like that, there has to be some something like could come from that to have somebody playing on a broken leg like that <laughs> hey but he still was killing though man he's, he was making plays out there running on a broke leg that's crazy somebody gotta get fined. hey should be because <laughs> But they, hey, they just like, look, do it hurt? Yeah, can you still play? Yeah, all right. He's still they, they, they looking at him in practice. I mean, watching him play, I couldn't tell that he had a broken leg. That boy must have been <laughs> juiced up. They must juice. have gave, they must have gave him several injections. Juice, I'm weak. <laughs> he better than me, bro. I, hey. I, hey, I sprained my stuff. We got to have a conversation. So this man had a broken leg. Hey, look, if if hey, if that if that was me. I'd be right where I was when that game was on, on my couch. Right. Cheering my team on. Go, guys. Broken <laughs> It's crazy, man. But, you know, Bills, you know, they, they're built to win. This, that's a, mm-hmm. That team was built amazing. A lot right. of weapons for Josh Allen. Uh, the defense was inconsistent throughout the year, but I feel like they stepped up down the stretch and in the playoffs, even though, Mahomes destroyed them. They they play really good football. So Bills will be back. Chiefs too much. Yeah. Too much. So who do you think was the weakest link for Buffalo then? Like what what ultimately did them in? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I've been saying it from the jump to me. You know that well. I'll say there's two things. One, they just could they weren't going to be able to stop that Chiefs offense. They were going to need to make it a shootout. Um, they were trying to run the ball at first. Mm-hmm. And then they just got back to their old ways, um, being a pass, passing offense. And, uh, you know, predictable. Um, I felt like Stefan Diggs, he had a, a great game. Cole mm-hmm. Beasley had a great game, but they needed for them to beat the chiefs 
they needed more from Stefan Diggs. And, and I'm in, I'm saying that, but I'm not discrediting what he did because he's made a, he made a lot of great plays out there for them. Um, but they still but to beat the Chiefs, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, like, I, like we said before, when we talk about boxing, if you take the champion into 12 rounds to win that on the judge's decision, you have to really beat the champ. It can't be no questions because if there's questions on the scorecard for the judges, they're gonna give it to the champ. You gotta beat the champ. And that's all I'm saying with the Bills. They really had to come out there and beat the Chiefs and really play flawless. But, you know, run game was gone. Josh Allen was the run game. Um, and Josh Allen, again, he played a great game and he did all he could. So, uh, like I said, I think Chiefs, too much. Bills ran it too little. And again, they weren't efficient. So it's hard to run when you can't run the ball at all. But it's been a common theme with them. They got to get the better running. I want to give you your props, man, because you've been saying that for the past two podcasts. You've been saying, you know, their running back aren't getting involved. They aren't doing enough. And you said it's going to cost them, and it did. You know, um, Allen had 88 rushing yards, but he's not their running back. Their running backs in this game were Singletary and TJ Yeldon. And, (laughs) you know, um, when you have two running backs that are getting – um, 32 yards on the ground, but your quarterback got, you know, 88 on the ground. Um, and your third string running back is averaging five yards a carry. Your third string running back, if TJ Yeldon is getting work, something's wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you, you, you called it, man. You called it. And that was ultimately what did them in. You know, That's what you got to. You got to run the ball to keep the home off the field and, and to give your defense a break. They got a good defense, but you got to give them a break. Yeah, definitely got to give them a break. And, and granted, they went down quick in the second quarter, but they still had those opportunities to just do it. Just, you know, get the tempo, switch it up, make the defense honest, make them think a little bit. And, you know, they, they weren't able to capitalize on those chances. Yeah. It's a shame, man. It is a shame. Hopefully they address the running back situation or they have um, a revelation in the offseason to where they figure out, okay, we got two capable running backs. Somebody needs to get the bulk of the work. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no point in, you know, them splitting touches and doing the committee mm-hmm. when they're pretty much the same running back. You know, somebody needs to be the number one, somebody needs to be the number two, and that we just need to roll with it. Or address their running back in the draft and then get your third down running back. But yep. that, they're really, they're really a third, they're really one three down running back away um, from being a real problem. Oh, but, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for your sake, hopefully they, they keep doing what they've been doing more of the same. Yeah. So now that we know that the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. What's going to be their key to victory? What do they got to do in order to get the dub? What they've been doing, man, just staying dominant, keeping their foot on the gas. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know how Mahomes loses. I, even in his bad games, he he finds a way to win. Dude's mm-hmm. a baller. Great team around him offensively and defensively. A defense that has been completely transformed. Mm-hmm. Um they just got to the offense feed Kelsey feed Hill mm-hmm. <laughs> and just Mahomes beat Mahomes and the defense is going to show up it's just I don't know how you even beat that you know I don't know right. how I don't I don't either I, I, I agree man um, it's well one thing that's going to be hard for them is, is going to be to get the run game going mm-hmm. um because, you know, we talked about it before, the Bucks are the, the, the toughest run defense in the league. But this is why KC is so dangerous. That doesn't even make a damn difference. Like, because Tyreek Hill had 200 yards in the air in the first quarter, that's how they played. Yeah. So, it, one thing that I will say is they can't be in a situation like they were last time they played Tom Brady in the playoffs where – you know, the game is tight and 
you're putting the ball in Brady's hands. You know, one one last time for the win. Um, you can ask Aaron Rodgers how that worked out. So <laughs> <laughs> um, they're going to have to. And and to tell you the truth, it's like they let up off the gas the last time they played the Chiefs too, um, because they got out to the big lead and it wasn't even remotely close. And the next thing you know, they lost by three points. So um, I don't want people to think that this is not even going to be like a competitive Super Bowl when it, in reality, it could very well be very um, mm-hmm. competitive. So, you know, you will want to keep Tom Brady off the field. You will want to establish the run, but a team is so dangerous, they can just do whatever they want. And they really damn well, please. Right. And the key is they just got to keep their foot on the gas. All right, man. We spent enough time on the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, we got the NFC Championship game. And this game, the more I think about it, the more it just, you know, just grinds my gears. Because I got to pick my face up, man. Like, we're going we to do like a saving call, you know, like pick your face up or something. Man. <laughs> I've been giving Tom Brady just, you know, so much hate. I've been, I've been waiting for his downfall, waiting for his downfall. I'm thinking of every kind of excuse on, like, okay, this is it. This is when he's going to fall. And he continues to, you know, excel. So I'm going to pick my face up, man. Tom Good Brady. Up, man. Tom Brady did what he did. I'm still going to give some, I'm still gonna give some backhanded hate, though. Um, <laughs> he did just enough, you know. Yeah, his his defense is what it's, saved him. Right, that was the key to that victory, man. Um, because you know the, the the clock management. I don't understand what that situation was about. You know, you know he, they they in a situation where they gave Brady the ball back in the, in the two minute warning, and then next thing you know, like because Brady's gonna go for the jugular, you know mm-hmm. he is exactly mm-hmm. what they did. At that you know that late touchdown um, inside a two minute warning, so I man, I yeah I don't I don't know man. And this if you were to tell me that Aaron Rodgers played in a game where his defense had three turnovers, three takeaways, that Tom Brady turned to get turned the ball over three times, mm-hmm. I would have said how how bad did um. Aaron Rodgers beat them by. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you gave him three turnovers, it was like Brady was trying to throw this game away. Mm-hmm. Like two of those picks were terrible. So bad. And I'm just like, okay, so, oh, this, okay, Aaron Rodgers will make him pay. Nope. Sad. Close. That's sad, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you hit it right on the head. Tampa Bay's defense was a key out there, you know, because there was that stretch there towards the end of the game. There were just the ball was just going back and forth. And mm-hmm. you would think Packers were getting ready to make their push. And it was just like, uh-uh. you know, they the, the Buccaneers defense, you know, shout out to Todd Bowles, man, ex, ex New York Jets head coach, you know, shout out to you, bruh. Like your team stepped up again and Devin White we've mentioned his name on this podcast a lot Mm -hmm. IDP leagues you check the numbers take notice my man had 15 tackles fumble recovery we talk about sideline to sideline that's my Mm -hmm. man and you know we talk about what that D-line is Shaquille Barrett he showed out Mm -hmm. I think what did he say? I think he had like three sacks on Aaron Rodgers. Jason Pierre-Paul had two sacks as well. And and there were clutch moments when they got these sacks. So, um, you know, that defense, it's crazy. It was crazy. So the Buccaneers look really good. <laughs> they looked, I mean, defensively, they look good. You know, offensively, you know, they – have some more room to still keep growing. They didn't have mm-hmm. AB out there, of course, but you know, Godwin had a big game. Had some um, big drops too. Yeah, man, he's had a case of the drops lately. He definitely had a case for the drops, but you know, he's he stepped it up. But even look at that team, man. They 
you know, we talked about the weapons that uh, Patrick Mahomes has. Brady's weapons look pretty good, too. And even without AB, yeah. like, they even had that big play for Gronk out of nowhere. Yeah. You're Fournette right. Fournette was looking kind of decent. And Fournette said, hey, I'm about to turn the clock back and show you my, my, old, my um, LSU talent, boy. My hey. LSU days. I'm telling you, he he really looked different. He looked like a different running back. And I was like, he was when he that touchdown, he yeah. was making cats miss. I said, Lenny, that's you? Right. The so, one that we wrote off midway through the season? Mm-hmm. So yeah, crazy, man. So yeah, he Brady got saved. He did. But no Brady hate. I won't give him any just yet. But I'm gonna give him a. I'm gonna give him some backhanded hate. I mean, he did what he was supposed to. <laughs> you know, I was sad to see Aaron Jones because that's probably gonna be Aaron Jones's final game, dog. You think so? As a backer, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think they're gonna pay him. We'll I don't see. think they will. Because we'll why? Why? Why don't you think so? I don't know, man. You, they put a lot of stock in A.J. Dillon, and I know you're not a Jamal Williams fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, he's a dynamic enough running back, and A.J. Dillon was looking – they didn't use him enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should have ran with A.J. Dillon a little bit more. He was having some success when he was running it, and he was just some strong runs, like, I don't know. I think what I was watching, I was like, man, you know, they don't need Aaron right now the way A.J. Dillon was looking. And I think he's, you know, he's going to have an, a full off season, And I think he might develop. <laughs> that's that's just what I'm thinking. So I don't know, though. You know what? Know. You know what? And I'm not, you know, in like the midst of this pandemic, what I'm getting ready to say, I'm not, you know, make a light of the situation. Um, I just want to paint a picture. You know, for the fantasy owners that had Aaron Jones, imagine in an alternate universe where AJ Dillon does not get COVID. Remember the game he had against Tennessee where he had like two touchdowns, he had like a big breakout game? Mm-hmm. If that game would have came earlier in the season, around that time where he missed, people would have been freaking out mm-hmm. oh yeah no doubt you know so imagine if he didn't catch you know covid and just just play that scenario out that would have been crazy for aaron jones owner i would have been pulling what little hair i have out bro. Like, <laughs> but um well it's I, I don't know it'll be I, I don't know i'll be waiting to see what they do um with Aaron Jones, they got a lot of question marks going into the offseason. It's a lot, man. You know, even they're going to lose um, their center probably. Mm-hmm. Um, they they got they got to make they don't they gonna need some cap relief. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wait and see what happens. What ultimately costs the Packers? Who's at fault? Um, I think that, you know, their coach was a little bit conservative, you know, going for the field goal at the end there instead of potentially, you know, pushing for a touchdown. That didn't make Um, any damn sense. Yeah, you know, he was (laughs) passive and, you know, he didn't – he believed in his team, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, I mean, that's one misstep, but there's a lot of things that led to that point and – I don't think anybody can really be blamed um, as much as, again, you know, think what I'm, I'm really hyping up is that Buccaneers defense. Like they really balled up um, mm-hmm. and made it really tough for not only the Packers run game, but they made it tough on uh, Aaron Rodgers um, and, you know, Rodgers was still efficient, but, you know, they were in his face making it rough for him. So, and they had those timely sacks and, and timely, uh, uh, you know, fumbles. So, Mm -hmm. and fumble recovery. So I I just think that that defense was really what stepped up and, bro, 
is that is what excites me about the Super Bowl because yeah. both teams are, of course, potent on one side of the ball, but they're really good on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball, you know? So it's going to be crazy. I think there is somebody to blame. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh-oh. Go ahead and let it out. I think there is somebody to blame. Number one, Green, the damn head coach. Uh, <laughs> I think he's to blame, man. Um, but ultimately, um, Green Bay had a lot of chances. They had their chances. They had they had a couple of miscues. You missed Devontae um, in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You you miss him in the flat. I think when he dropped the dropped the pass, the straight up like just dropped it. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I think, you know, he probably could have got the, the touchdown on that third down play. Um, he probably would have got smoked for it, but um, I think he could have got in, could have got in the end zone. So they they definitely had their chance. The head coaching, just bonehead, bonehead head coaching. Um, yeah. You're down eight. Third, third or fourth down, or fourth down on the goal line. You're down eight. That's a one possession game. And you go for the field goal, thinking that you have enough time, and you're putting the ball back in Tom Brady's hands. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. You're right. You're right. You gotta go (laughs) for the you gotta go for the juggler, man. I would much rather you you look a lot better as a head coach losing flat out and not and getting a stop on the fourth down, putting the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hand and letting him do what he needs to do, versus kicking a field goal and rolling the dice thinking that you thinking that your defense can get a stop against Tom Brady. Especially when you need it. And you know what, man, you're absolutely right. And it's and I'm gonna always repeat this. You gotta beat the champ. You can't put it in fate's hands or the judge's hands you got to beat the champ and at that point you, you you need that level of aggression like you said to really come at brady really come at that bucks team score a touchdown get that momentum put them on the ropes right um but because yeah. even if you get the touchdown and you don't get the two-point conversion okay guess what you still got your three timeouts you still yep. got a two-minute warning you kick kick the um the onside the onside kick maybe you recover it then you just need a field goal all you need to do is just get in field goal range. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the end-all, be-all if you don't get the two-point conversion on the touchdown. You got to go for that. And putting the ball in Tom Brady's hands, that's that's foolish. You're right. I ain't going to front. You're right. <laughs> and to tell you the truth, if I was the GM or the owner and you got Aaron Rodgers, you know, ticked off talking about, you know, his future's a, a beautiful mystery and blase, blase, and – you see, you know, that you, clearly your head coach can make the right decisions. I'm getting rid of the head coach before I let Aaron Rodgers walk. He's still got years, you know what I'm saying, left in his prime. Well, I feel you on that, but the GM ain't too perfect neither, man. Let's just be 100. That man dropped, wasted a first-round pick. On well, the owner, the owner then. You said what? Or if I was the owner then. <laughs> but right. no nah, man but no nah, man go ahead, um, finish what you were saying though like, no nah, man yeah I'm just saying that GM man you know instead of maybe investing in an offensive lineman and I, I, I can't remember the prospects and who was available in mid first mm-hmm. round right but instead of getting somebody that could be really useful for the team you draft Jordan Love and again you know, we talked about this before. I don't care who you are, but when you know, like, they've hired somebody to take your job, mm-hmm. and I don't care how many look people gonna be like, well, Aaron Rodgers gets paid twenty five million a year. He shouldn't be thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? He's still human, and it don't matter how much money money he make, he still put up his pants on the same way I do, one leg at a time, bro. You know right. what I mean? So he he going that's gonna affect him. Now, his play was MVP level, obviously. Um, but, you know, they could have done better with that draft pick. And I feel like they didn't really need A.J. Dillon in the second round neither. But obviously they probably knew they weren't going to keep Aaron Jones. I mean, they do keep Aaron Jones. But, you know, he did turn down money from that. But um, I don't know, man. I feel like that draft, last year's draft was just, like, pointless. So, yeah, it, that's why, Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers has that doubt because he don't know what the fuck they're doing. 
I don't know right. what they doing. And to tell you the truth, you 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 right, man. You right. I mean, they go out and they draft this replacement. Number one, they traded first off. They traded up. They yeah. traded up to get Jordan Love, and then you have him redshirt. So what you're saying, what pretty much what needs to happen is Jordan Love needs to be the next best thing since Aaron Rodgers at this point to make that move make sense. And that's you know what I'm saying that's putting a lot of pressure on him. Um, like that that investment to move up in the first round to draft a quarterback when you already have number one. Okay. This is the point I was trying to make is that Aaron Rodgers is 38. I want to say 37, 38, 37. So when you're a quarterback at that age, one of two things is going on. You either a career backup at that point or <laughs> you're a franchise quarterback still got something left in the tank and you still got some kind of pull. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, look at the quarterbacks around that age that are still playing. Um, your Drew Brees, your Tom Brady, um, your Phillip Rivers. You know those those guys are franchise quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So why you got somebody like that? You don't you don't draft the replacement that you if you're gonna draft this replacement, you don't do it that high. You don't give up the you know what I'm saying the collateral to to do all that. That's that's just extra. You know what I mean? Oh, he yeah. still got he still got years left, so I don't know. I, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll get into that until y'all, and we'll get into that in the off season. Yes, sir. Um, but that was my weakest link, man. It was like you said, the conservative play calling, um, the lack of the offense. You know, the 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 coach himself, like it's they just imploded. They did, man, and and. Uh... <laughs> You know, Devontae was pretty much locked up. I mean, he still had his touchdown or whatever, but they really – you could see that frustration on the side. They were really taking him out. And I, I know A-Rod a- missed that touchdown when Devontae did that double move. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, But, yeah, no, I feel you, man. We'll see. They, they if, if they don't do nothing too crazy, they should be able to make another push for a playoff spot. But I don't have any faith in the GM there, so we'll see. I don't have any faith in them either. Them, him or the head coach. <laughs> so, exactly. I was really trying to avoid having um, another Super Bowl with Brady in it, but here we are. So, we are. Uh, <laughs> what do the Bucks need to do to get the win? Um, I think that, you know, I want to see what Todd Bowles schemes up from Mahomes. I think Todd Bowles... Uh, he wasn't the best Jets head coach. You know, he had mm-hmm. a lot of clock management issues and player personnel issues, but the players loved him. And, you know, he's been a proven winner. You know, he's been a, a great defensive coordinator in Arizona. And now mm-hmm. what he's done with this Buccaneers defense, I'm really curious what they even try to do or how they try to do it. You know, are they going to try to take out Kelsey and Hill, you know, they're going to really try to force them to win differently. Um, I feel like every team tries that. But, you know, this is the Super Bowl. So people, you know, this is going to be the best game plan. You know, they got a lot of time to game plan. And, you know, I think it's really going to be down, you know, it's going to come down to who it's going to come down to who's going to make them the, the special play, because I think it's going to be a close battle. And I think we're going to get a Brady and Patrick moment. You know what I'm saying? That they just really uh, etch their name in 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 the in the history book, and I, I think you know I think the Chiefs gonna do something, man. What you thinking? Well, I think it's gonna be the the key for them to get the win. Yeah. Um. The when you get to this point, man. You just want to keep you know more than likely. Well, as far as this game is concerned, you want to keep the opposing quarterback off the field. Um, you got to do whatever you can to keep Mahomes on the sideline because um, he, he torched y'all, you know, the last time they played. I think that the Chiefs' run defense is uh, something that you would rather face versus the uh, Tampa Bay's run defense. So um, getting their running backs involved is going to be is going to be key. They have the weapons to do so, and they have, you know, the defense to really – 
bail out Tom Brady as we've been seeing these past couple games. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it up, bro. I don't care. <laughs> okay. hey, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good game. Uh, it is. It's, both sides of the ball, they're really solid. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and you know, Vita Via came back, and you know, I don't think his numbers may have popped, but he made a lot of impact in the field really quickly and in the run game. So right. you know, his impact was felt immediately. So it's gonna be. I'm excited for this one. You know, I think you know sometimes you have a Super Bowl, you're like, ah, I'm just. I'm ready for it to be done. And I'm kind of ready for it to be done because I'm ready for the offseason. I need to see what the Jets do. But I think this is going to be a really good game, man. I, you know, I think – I don't know. I'm just excited for it, man. Todd Bowles, Steve Spagnola, defensive coordinators. Oh, who is going to scheme it up, man? Who is mm-hmm. going to scheme it up right? Because I don't know how you stop KC. I mean, you can stop the Buccaneers. But – it depends on what Brady you gonna get, man. Cause right. you know, is A B gonna be back? You know, I think that that's that's something to be said too. Right. Um he's got a lot of weapons too, you know. A B, Scotty Miller, um, you know, and I'm not, I haven't even mentioned the studs yet and Evans and Godwin, right? So mm-hmm. it's gonna be crazy, man. Like I said, the defensive coordinators both have a very tough job and the they do. They do. So who 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 are you picking, man? How that boy Drake say? We going back to back. <laughs> hey, I think KC, man. I mean, but listen, I love uh, you know, not love. What am I saying? You know, I like I really like well I do. I love the coaching staff for Tampa Bay. I really like Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. Ty Bowles, Byron Leftwich. Those guys deserve it if anybody. Not really Tom Brady. He's good. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but you know, I want to see Casey do it, man. It's it's like how rare is it for a team to go back to back in in the NFL? Like NBA cats be going back to back. You know what I'm right. saying? I think it's rare in MLB, uh, even hockey too. But you know, football is really hard. You know, every year mm-hmm. your team is different. Even if you bring back the same people, you're different. So. Uh, KC, man, what about you? So, long story short, KC. <laughs> but um, it's a lot It's a lot at stake, you know, um, with this championship. I mean, Tom Brady clearly proved that he was a system in New England um, yeah. and not Belichick. He proved that he was a key um, to their success, and that's obvious when he's taken the Bucks to their first Super Bowl in almost 20 years. So, and then he has a chance to get number seven and to really solidify himself as one of the best to play the position. And that really pains me to say, um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. so there's, there's a lot at, at stake there. And then you have a whole narrative, you know, the, the Bucks are the first team in Super Bowl history to host a Super Bowl at home with Tom Brady trying to one up, you know, Belichick on the national stage, you have that narrative, right? But then you also have you also have the Mahomes narrative. If you look at what Mahomes has done in his first couple of years in the league, you know, MVP, Super Bowl champ, and he, this is this is really his fourth season. I'm thinking, I think this is his fourth season, and he has and he's playing for his second. Super Bowl, what quarterback has done that, you know, in their first four years? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So he has a chance to be, um, to have two rings. And then that would really put him on pace if he wins and if he clips Brady. Number one, you clip Brady. And then number two, that puts you on the trajectory to catch Brady doing your career. You already have two rings in less than five years. You know what I'm saying? Like that puts that puts him on the trajectory to be in that conversation with Brady when this is all said and done. Remember if he signed a what a 10 year extension. So they win this year, they can really be 
on the doorstep of creating a legitimate dynasty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I might start hating Patrick Mahomes soon. No, I'm not going. <laughs> it's and I, you know, I made the, the joke at work, you know, earlier, and I was like, you know, I'm all for you know the Chiefs repeating, but when they start flirting with that dynasty range, I'm just going to naturally get annoyed. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, but I won't be as annoyed as in my life as I am with you know Tom Brady. So there's that. Fair, fair enough. So, and it was well said. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So we uh we got through it, man, and we went over the the conference games, and we gave the keys to what we think they needed to do to win. Um, we gave our picks. Um, it's 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 crazy that we're coming down to the last game of the season. This is always a blur. It's been a long season. I mean, with the COVID. Mm-hmm. With it the has. bid, the bid. It has. So <laughs> So yeah, you know, and just for it to end like this, like I said, it, it couldn't be any more of a deserving. Uh, mm-hmm. Both the teams are both deserving. So um, I think that it's going to be a good matchup. I'm excited yeah. about it. I want it's a, it's going to be a. Le- I hope it's a legendary battle. I don't want to see no blowout. I don't like oh. blowouts. I don't either, man. So, um, it's like I said, man, it's been good talking football with you, man. Always. So, um, one last time, everybody, uh, make sure that y'all check us out on Instagram, the Gridiron Roundtable. Round um, sure. Show us some love there. Um, make sure you subscribe to us. We're on Spotify. We're on CastBox and Anchor. Um Give us some feedback and check us out, you know, for future episodes, man. All right, man. It's been good, man. Take it easy, bro. And I'm going to talk to you on the flip side when we're on the other side of the Super Bowl going into the offseason. Let's do it. Ha <laughs> That's already low. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> All right. Peace. All right, Joe.